0: Hey what's up everybody and welcome to not a three takeaways episode because I released the Super Bowl podcast that I released last year in honor of Super Bowl week so this week I have a special episode this Thursday which is going to be a 12 minute 11 12 minute segment from Molly Fletcher I interviewed Molly probably as one of the I think my 20th podcast guest of the entire show so pretty early on and she's one of the best best guests that I've had on she was a sports agent. Back in the day, now she's a motivational speaker and business consultant and all this kind of great stuff, but she was a sports agent as her first primary career, where she was a sport agent for John Smoltz, for Matt Kuchar, for Aaron Andrews, for... All these amazing people, the people best in their industry. And she learned so much from these people. She was sports agent for Tom Izzo. Some of these other people that she was sports agents for and started to come back to me. But she is an amazing individual and she has some amazing messages. And three specific messages I want you to listen out for when you listen to this episode. Number one is being authentically curious. She's huge on curiosity to build connection with other people in your life. The second one is fail and recover quickly. This comes up a lot in this episode and how she sees the most successful people in the world, whether it's in sports or in business, fail, 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 but recover super quickly. And then the third thing is figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Because during those times of failure, during those times that you're down, you have to remember why you're doing it in order to stay committed to it long term. So I hope you guys enjoy this special episode from the one and only Molly Fletcher.
1: When I was twenty one, I my first job, I answered the phones at Super Bowl twenty-eight, which had come to Atlanta, of course, and I was networked my way kind of into an opportunity there. But, you know, I graduated from college and I drive down to Atlanta and my first job is a receptionist at the Super Bowl host committee, right? So of course I'm sure my parents were thinking, what did we pay for? <laughs> um, you know, and so I but what was a fascinating about that opportunity was I had a boss who was a nightmare and she would leave people on hold for just, you know, way too long. And she would just keep them on hold and keep them on hold. And, and it was sort of this circus act. And, and, uh, finally though, people would come into the office to meet with the executive director who was not my direct report. We were a small office, five or six people and they would see this, but when they were um, waiting for her, because she would leave them waiting when when they were in the office too, I had an opportunity to connect with all these incredible leaders in Atlanta who were sponsors of the Super Bowl. So, you know, folks from Coke and Bell South at the time and Home Depot and all these incredible brands. And I built a relationship with those guys. And And I had a goal when I was young, which was how do I get people to like and respect me enough to want to hire me or help me? And if I can ask for advice, I might get a job. And if I ask for a job, I might just get advice. And so my goal, while they were all waiting for her, was to do that. And so I networked with several of these wonderful people, and they were kind enough to help me along the way. And then I found myself in the office of a small agency in Atlanta. We had about four clients, um, a baseball player, and a couple NBA coaches. And he brought me in to do marketing deals for the athletes and coaches that we worked with. And for the athlete and coach that we worked with. And, you know, my role was to take him. Um, I was driving Lenny Wilkins around, who was the head coach of the dream team at the time for the Olympics in Atlanta. I was driving Lenny around all his appearances around the Olympics and, you know, trying to take uh, appearances and endorsement deals to other guys. And, After a couple, kind of after the Olympics ended, I looked at the CEO uh, of the agency and I said, golly, you know, like what is our strategy to grow and and get more clients? I mean, what is our plan there? And he said, well, referrals. I mean, we have, you know, Lenny Wilkins referred Mike Fratello and Fratello referred Chuck Daly. And he's naming all these people that that are you know the grandparents age of the listeners on your show, <laughs> and so he names. And I said, well, gosh, what if we got more aggressive? You know, what if we went after baseball players? Georgia Tech puts out a lot of incredible players. Georgia, what if we started with baseball and and started recruiting them? And and so, long story short, he blessed that business plan that I created for us to go after baseball to start there and get more aggressive and. I'd go down to the fence at Georgia Tech and lean on that fence, and and you know, um, I did everything but pack a chew and bubble gum. And no, I'm just kidding. I didn't <laughs> do any of those things. But I signed a couple guys that year, and and it just continued to evolve from there. So I won't bore your listeners with more of that. But that was, but the mindset to your question was, you know, it's okay to fail. And I think that's the biggest thing I'd want your listeners to know is that I didn't sign every guy I went after. I didn't get every meeting I asked for. But that's okay, that's part of the journey. And if you get enough and, and you can build connection and respect and, and and outwork other people and be authentic in the way that you try to connect with the people that you wanna either work for or with, usually good things will happen. Right on that on that journey.
0: Okay. So you're this twenty two year old girl in this small agency that's got a few people that you guys represent. What do you think you get this confidence to all of a sudden be like, here's this new business plan that we should do. These are the people that we should go after. Like, how do you have that belief in yourself? As you just always kind of been this go-getter, have this get after it mentality, or where does that come from? And where do you get the confidence to bring this business opportunity to your agency?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I would have to say, I mean, you're kind of say that. I, I think, you know, my parents um, certainly instilled in my brothers and I to, to ask for what you want and go for it. Um, tennis you know as a junior tennis player and then playing in college taught me um, how to lean in how to take feedback how to go for it right and and so I think all those little moments along the way bubble up into an opportunity to lean into bigger moments Um, but I never really worried about no I never really worried much about failure and And, and, and that's the biggest thing I would encourage young people to do is to, to know that. And I think sports taught me that is that failure and, and, and missing and making mistakes and getting feedback along the way is part of the journey to getting better. And the more that we can lean into those moments and recognize that it's not the end, it's the beginning, you know, no is, is just a form of feedback as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, no, isn't no, it's just feedback.
0: Right. I think a lot of people are scared of failure because they're they're afraid where it's going to to like set them back but i think that a lot of people think like fail and then there's like an ending point there's like some kind of wall right there where it's like no you can keep going actually like a a certain failure doesn't just stop you in your tracks right you can kind of keep moving forward and that's like you said that's kind of what sports teaches you to an extent it's like you lose a game you fail one time like you strike out there's going to be another opportunity. It's fine. Like figure out what you can learn from it, take away and bring that to your next opportunity. And I think that learning that from sports and moving forward and, t- and taking action on that is really important. I think a lot of people don't do that because they're scared that they can't make another choice.
1: Well, and I, and I it, no question. I mean, I watched some of the best athletes in the world fail and and they learn so much from those moments. And I personally have failed a ton and I've learned so much from those moments, sometimes more when we fail than when we've succeeded. But the key is to recover quickly inside of those moments when things like that happen. And we do have hiccups and, and, you know, whether, um, we don't get a job that we really wanted or whether we don't get a raise or a promotion that we really wanted, that's okay. Lean into that and recover fast. And, you know, I watched golfers miss putts uh, to make a million bucks and, but you know what they were doing the next day, they were standing on the putting green, getting it right, right away. They recovered fast, you know, great coaches right. lose games that they should have won, but, they lean into it and they recover fast, and that to me is one of the keys to failure. Is is know that now we've got to send ourselves the right messages, learn from those moments, and recover.
0: Right, and I'm glad you said that because I think conversations that I have with people my age, in terms of like they're in a job that they don't really necessarily want to do, they kind of like have an idea of what they might want to go on, what they want to go do, but they're afraid they're going to choose the wrong thing, and then right. they then it's like over. It's like realize if you choose the wrong thing, you can just swerve away from that and choose something else. I think a lot of people think there's just like they don't know what is on the other side of it. So they're afraid to take that leap of faith. And I remember, uh, you know, you've brought up in your talks plenty of times when you asked Butch Harmon, one of the best uh, golf instructors of all time, what's the difference between those top people, those guys that are winning tournaments? Uh, numbers one through 10, and then everybody else. And that's what you said. They failed. That's what he said. They failed fast. They responded to adversity quicker than any, than anybody else does. You know, they bogey a hole and then they birdie that next one. But what do you think is kind of the key to being able to respond quickly? Like, how do we not let things unravel and how do we fail and then respond and learn quickly from that?
1: You know, what, what I think there's a couple of things. Number one, I think you've got to know why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And there's got, it's got to be anchored in a pretty clear purpose because you've got to want whatever it is you're going for bad enough that the failure will be fine, that you will lean into it anyway. I mean, there, there are lots of baseball players that I watch climb on buses and travel across the country, making $10,000 a year in the minor leagues, but they knew where they were going and they wanted it badly. So they, so they, so they went for it. Um, so I think you've got to go to your purpose when you recover so that you, um, send yourself the messages of why it's worth the work, why it's worth the work to recover. And, and then I think, you know, I mean, I, I used to, when my athletes would struggle, I'd put a little video together of just one unbelievable moment after another with them, you know, hitting a bomb opposite field, right. Rounding the bases, guys coming in from the dugout, you know, All those moments, we have to remind ourselves too, I think, as young people or business leaders, and we can remind ourselves through notes that we've gotten from people, through emails that we've gotten, through our own personal mission statements that allow us to relock in. And so I think, number one, you've got to recognize it, that, that, okay, I missed, I missed. And then be curious enough with yourself, be vulnerable enough with yourself to learn from it. And and then take action quickly on what you need to do differently moving forward, so that you can take what you learned in that mistake, and and allow it to make you a little bit better version of, of that moment the next time, mm-hmm. and to recognize that um, you know f- failure's feedback, and right. it's great feedback. And if we don't fail, in my opinion, we're probably not leaning hard enough. We're probably not pushing ourselves hard enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of times with failure, you know, I think it's almost oversaid now that I feel like that you learn from your failures. People are like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, I don't want to fail. But it's actually about not just like failing and then think you're going to learn and then keep going. You actually have to like take time to sit down, evaluate like what exactly happened here what why exactly did this go wrong and then how can I ensure that I improve on this or make it a little better a little bit better and that it doesn't happen another time and I think the same way about successes and wins I think a lot of people don't evaluate why they won why they, they were successful but if they did they could be like oh this is actually why we did such a good job like if it's a if it's a team like the Patriots that win over and over and over again they don't learn from failure because they never fail. They just win, 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 but they learn from it and they realize what worked and then they try to implement a same thing or build on that the next year. So I think about those is a really key part of it.
1: Yeah. So for your listeners, I mean, if they, you know, it's those, it's, it's, if you don't get the promotion and your boss walks into your office and, and says that you didn't get it or whatever it might be, have the courage to walk into them in a way that's very respectful and kind and authentic and say, hey, can I just ask you a question? You know, what could I have done differently? What was the gap here? Help me with that. Or, or or, you don't get a job that you interviewed for. Or, you know, have the courage to be curious about why. And then take that information. I think sometimes when we miss or when it doesn't work or we don't get something that we thought we should or that we could have we don't go a little bit deeper in that moment so that we can learn from it. If, if, you know, I played tennis in college and, you know, when, when I would lose matches, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get the film and watch it and break it down and understand what was my gap. And if I play her again, what would I do differently? That's a big difference between just going, man, I lost, that felt awful. And just, you know, what did you learn from it? Roll that all up, practice it so that you can, not make the same mistake again.